Welcome to Let's Talk 50 Plus, a podcast that brings you, we hope, insightful and engaging conversations about life after 50. Every week, we bring you stories with experts in their field. A diverse lineup of guests and topics is pretty much guaranteed every week. Let's Talk 50 Plus will be your go-to source for all things related to ageing gracefully, maintaining a healthy lifestyle and embracing new opportunities in your golden years. Whether you're a seasoned listener or a newcomer to the world of podcasts, I invite you to join me and don't forget to like and subscribe to make sure you don't miss an episode. So intimate partner violence is what we're talking about today. IPV, it's defined as domestic abuse by a current or former partner. It's a worldwide problem that affects all sorts of backgrounds, whether it be uh, classes or nationalities. It, it affects everybody really and to help fight ipv ysl beauty has launched its latest abuse is not love campaign with a research index looking into the lgbtqia community for the very first time and here to talk about this is gender and relationship research expert dr beth a livingstone welcome thank you thank you it's good to be here it's great to have you here this is a tough one isn't it this is a huge problem it absolutely is and it's a problem that can affect anyone no matter what relationship that you're in. And with Abuse is Not Love and YSL Beauty's new campaign, what we're trying to do is understand the ways in which um, intimate partner violence and the warning signs of mm. intimate partner violence can affect anyone, regardless of what type of relationship you're in. So we're going to focus primarily today on the LGBTQIA plus community. Is that more of a, is that, is it more of an issue in this community than it is in the, in the straight community? It, really what we're talking about in this is that is less prevalence rates, less that the rates are different, but more that the experience is qualitatively different. When you have relationships that can be stigmatized already, mm. asking for help can be harder. And this is one of the things that we're trying to do by focusing research on a community that's often left out of these statistics. We're trying to elevate voices that have often been left behind. Because one of the stats I've been reading, which is a really scary stat, is 55% in the LGBTQIA adult surveyed express some sort of issue with this, that, that they've experienced this. I mean, that is a huge, huge stat. Absolutely, that they've experienced it or know someone who has. Um, it, it's not an issue that is secret or private. We like to pretend that intimate partner violence, that's your own personal thing. It's not a community issue. It's not a community problem. But when we see numbers like this, we recognize that it's an everybody problem. And that means it can be an everybody solution. And that's something that we want to do with the Abuse is Not Love Global Index is recognize and elevate the fact that these are issues that people are dealing with. And thus, we need to provide resources so that they can ha that they can provide, they can get help, um, they can seek out help, and that we can um, educate and raise awareness around the world. You mentioned earlier about the, the stigma that's sometimes attached. That is obviously playing a huge part into this as well. Yeah, and... I think it's important that we recognize that this is one reason why we do research particularly in the LGBTQIA plus community because the types of stigma is different and the types of tactics that can be used within relationships to perpetuate abuse can be different. And so it's important that we ask people, well, what were these experiences like for you? And then also importantly, what are the barriers for getting support for you? And we found that almost 40% of people were saying there, there's not enough support for the LGBTQ plus community in terms of intimate partner violence. I don't feel comfortable necessarily asking for help. Um, and it's important that 
we prevent, provide that information to people on the ground who are doing this work. Mm. And we also raise awareness just for everyone to say, these are warning signs. They can happen to you. They can happen to anyone that you know. Even a relationship that you think seems really great um, can have some of these warning signs. And raising that awareness can help people to prevent that violence before it becomes something more severe. As far as male-male is, is concerned, I know coming from a, a counselling background, it's sometimes very difficult to get a guy to, to open up, to talk, to admit that there's a problem. Is, is that an issue here as well? Is that, is it, as well as the stigma that can be attached, is it that guys just don't like to talk? We asked that question. We asked a question, you know, do we think that, that for instance, male-on-male or, or female-on-female or, you know, you know same-sex relationships are, you know, stigmatized in some sort of way in terms of asking for help. And a number of our respondents absolutely agreed with that statement. And, um, but one of the things that I think is really powerful about this is the reframing, right? So it's not necessarily that we want to focus on, well, what are all the ways in which people feel uncomfortable asking for help, but that everyone deserves a happy, healthy, fulfilling relationship, Mm. everyone. Mm. And if we focus on that, on the fact that people deserve these happy, healthy, fulfilling relationships. They deserve not to feel controlled. They deserve not to feel intimidated or small or humiliated. Then we can focus on the positive and hopefully move, you know, create systems and create services that allow people to get the help that they need. I mean, we're not talking about people having a a quarrel here, are we? We're talking about coercive control to whatever degree. Absolutely. And I think that's a really important distinction because some of the nine signs of abuse, when we're talking about the nine warning signs of abuse, and we say things like, you know, intrusion, going through your phone, tracking your location or jealousy about who you're with or ignoring you, people will say, well, I mean, I got mad at my partner and I ignored them. Does that mean I'm abusive now? We're like, well, no, right. It depends on why you're using that ignorant, that, Mm -hmm. that ignoring, right? So are you trying to ignore purposefully your partner in order to control them in order to make them feel small? Are you deliberately withholding attention? And that's what are you trying to do with these tactics? I think is really important, right? So if you choose in your relationship to share your location with each other, that's not necessarily a bad thing, right? That can be something that you choose consensually to do. But if the condition for us being in a relationship, if it is, I, you know, you, I'm going to call you names. I'm going to make you feel small. I'm going to yell at you. I'm going to make you feel bad. If you don't, then it's being used as a tactic to control you. And that's an important um, distinction that we want people to understand because one of the other things that came out of our um, abuse is not love global index is the fact that, People want more, particularly in the LGBTQIA community, want more education and want more information on what a healthy relationship actually looks like, want more relationship role models, want to see this in the media, they want to see this around them so that they can better understand, here's what I want for myself and here's how I can get it. Because very often, I'm guessing, just like any relationship, you can be controlled, but you can still love that person. Absolutely. And this is one reason why the campaign is called Abuse is Not Love. It's to help educate people on what you feel is love right here is not healthy. It's not the healthy type of love, right? And that you deserve more than that. You deserve a fulfilling relationship that doesn't make you so small, that doesn't make you feel controlled, that allows you to be your best self. And that can be hard. And there are skills that you have to learn to do that. Um, But part of this campaign is really raising awareness to say, here is what an, an abusive relationship looks like. Here are the warning signs that can escalate into something more dangerous for you and for the people around you. And you deserve to know that. So if you are recognizing elements here, okay, my partner does that. My partner does that. My partner does that. Or maybe not even more than one, just one of those elements. 
what can you do to try to pull back on that, to try to end it? So I think one of the things we want to do is to train people. And so abuseisnotlove.com, we have training that's available so that people can learn a little bit more about the nine warning signs of abuse. Um, but also to be able to intervene early in a relationship. Oh, these signs are coming up. I'm not, I'm feeling some sort of way about that. And I think we need to talk about it and to recognize the warning signs before they escalate to, to greater sexual, financial, um, emotional, psychological, or physical abuse. Because a lot of times we don't see these people until it's gotten really, really dangerous. Mm. Right. And there's no salvaging a relationship at that point in time. But a lot of times if you're in a relationship, and you don't have a lot of healthy relationship role models. You don't really know what love looks like. You're not sure about what that is. I think we can all think back to our first relationships and not really being sure what a relationship is supposed to look like. How are we supposed to feel? How do we act with one another? Understanding the difference between abuse and healthy relationships can help us to establish those for ourselves. And it's incredibly important that we elevate voices that are typically excluded so that everyone knows that they deserve a sort of healthy relationship. You touched on a very good point there as well, is that sometimes you're one of the last to find out that you're being controlled or being bullied to, what, to whatever degree. If if someone is, is listening to this and recognises, again, an element that their friends are in, that involved in, what what can they do? Is it best to bring it up with them? Is it What's the best way to tackle that? So I think it depends, uh, right? And one of the things that we do is we help people with our training to recognise the warning signs in yourself and others. Um, it, it can be very difficult, particularly if it's your friend who's doing the abusing. And oftentimes in our relationships, we have friends, we're friends with both partners yeah, in yeah, the relationship, yeah. right? And it can be a difficult thing to see. And that's one of the things that we do. And it's also important. You can reach out to any of the, uh, of our, of our partners, of our NGO partners, um, women's aid in the UK and Ireland, um, go to abusesnotlove.com and, and find local resources, all of those resources can help you to say, well, what can I do? And to help you think through what the safest way to do that is. And we talk about that, which is not always to say, well, how dare you stay with them, right? Or to force them to leave. A lot of times it's a very dangerous mm. um, time to decide you want to leave. And so being an open ear, being non-judgmental, and helping people find resources is one, are a few of the things that we recommend. It's great to know that help is out there as well, though. Yeah. It, it, it's hopeful, right? There is hope on the other side of these sorts of relationships. Um, many of us have been in unhealthy relationships and many of us, um, one in three women around the world will be in an abusive relationship in their lifetime, right? And our number in the um, Abuse Is Not Love Global Index recognizes that 55% of people have been in or know someone who has been in a relationship that shows um, symptoms of IPV. Mm. And so these are, this is not secret in that no one is experiencing it. This is a very common sort of situation that people find themselves in relationships. And it's important that we recognize that we destigmatize that. And we say, no, we all deserve to have healthy relationships. No one deserves to feel like they're controlled in every way. Um, no one deserves to feel humiliated and intimidated in their relationships and to get help for that. It's, it's important to stand up once and for all, isn't it? Because once you stand up to someone, like, that will diminish anyway. That will Yeah, and, and I think that, that it's important to recognize that every relationship is different. For some people, that standing up is a critical importance to set the tone for a relationship and say, mm. no, this is not what we're going to do. Um, for some people, that can be very dangerous. And that's why we, we uh, suggest that people reach out to the resources that are available to them to help decide what's the best choice for them to extricate themselves from those relationships. Um, and to help find ways to make those relationships more healthy um, because those resources are available to anyone and everyone, no matter who you love. 
And let's just talk about the, the nine signs once again then, because there aren't many, obviously, and people can be experiencing any one of those or, or all of them at the same time. It doesn't mean that you're, you're experiencing any less coercive control than, than anybody else. So, so what are those signs that we need to look out for? So there are nine signs, nine warning signs of abuse. The first is isolation, cutting you off from family and friends, intimidation, trying to scare you or instill fear in you, blackmailing you, um, humiliating you, controlling you. So coercive control, coercing you, control over where you go, how you look, your finances, manipulation. So coercing you into saying or doing something, intrusion that can be forcing you to share your passwords in your phone, forcing you to share your location, jealousy about who you're with, what you're wearing, where you're going, and ignoring you deliberately withholding attention when you're angry to make someone feel controlled or small. So those nine signs are the nine signs that we want people to recognize in their own relationships or in the relationships around them to say, wait, these should be big red flags to say that this could escalate into something more dangerous. And, you know, the irony is if if you weren't in a relationship suffering from one of these things, if if you read this out loud, you'd think, but nobody would tolerate that. You, I would never tolerate that at all because they're so negative. Yeah, absolutely. It, it's much easier to see from afar mm. than when it's developing within your own relationships because some of these things can look like love. Well, of course they're jealous. They love me, right? Of course they want all of my time. They love me. Of course, right? They, you know, want to, they care about how I look. They care about our shared finances. They love me, right? It's when those things turn into control. They turn into, I want, I want you and, and you to have no control over your own life, right? I get to control what you do. Mm. You, and if I don't, you're small, you're worthless. It's when it transitions from that, that it can become very, very dangerous. And that's why these are warning signs of abuse. That's why these are, should have our antenna up and say, wait, is this good or bad for me? Mm. Do I feel happy, healthy, fulfilled, or do I feel small and controlled? And how do I manage that in my relationship? And taking that first step is, is a big step, but it's, it's hugely important to take. Yeah, recognizing the warning signs is hugely important because recognizing, oh, wait, this doesn't feel good. Mm. I deserve more than this. And what resources are around me to help me to establish these sorts of healthy relationships and to get help to make sure that this doesn't escalate into something more dangerous is one of the main purposes of Abuse Is Not Love. So if someone needs to find more information, you mentioned there's, there's a lot of this online at the moment. Absolutely. Abuseisnotlove.com has training, has resources, and Women's Aid, which is one of um, YSL Beauty's NGO partners in the UK and in Ireland, has help as well. Wouldn't it be great to, to live in a world where we didn't need to talk about things like this, that we respected each other enough to give people their, their own freedom? Absolutely. It would be great. I mean, my goal would be that everyone has a fulfilling, healthy relationship. Mm. That doesn't mean it's going to be perfect. That doesn't mean you're not going to argue or you're not going to have fights or there aren't going to be moments where you're frustrated. But it does mean that no one is going to try to control their partner in a way that makes them feel bad about themselves. And it's never going to escalate to violence. That would be my my dream. Um, but in the meantime, we are trying to educate 2 million people by 2030 about these warning signs. We are working with NGOs to go into schools to, to educate people on what they deserve in their relationships. And we're trying to elevate voices, like with the Abuse Is Not Love Global Index, of people who have historically been excluded from these conversations. Do you think the kids of today will grow up to be to be easier adults, nicer adults maybe? Because they certainly brought up from a younger age now, aren't they, to, to talk about feelings, to talk about their environment. 
Well, I, I don't think it's a bad thing to learn how to hold both feeling and logic in your hand at the same time. Mm. And I think it's great that we can teach people how to do that. Um, what I hope is that we can have more role models in media about what a healthy relationship looks like, because it isn't always the healthy ones that get elevated in our media. And I think it can be very difficult just as difficult as a young person to know what love feels like and what love looks like as it was, you know, when I was a child, when you were a child. And so my hope is that we can continue to elevate examples of healthy relationship role models. Dr. Beth, we need more of you. That's what we need. Well, I would love that. That would be great. <laughs> <laughs> but there's only one of me, but there are so many wonderful partners that I've been working with. And so I think we're all trying to, we're all, all trying to use our expertise to change the world in a positive way, which is great. If someone wants to find out more about you and your work, where do they go to? Um, I'm at Beth A. Livingston on um, LinkedIn, Twitter, um, uh, Instagram, all of those places. And people can keep up to date with your work and, and the results of that work ongoing as well. Absolutely, absolutely. And at BethALivingston.com. Excellent. It's been a pleasure having you on. Uh, fingers crossed it's going to be an easier chat next year, maybe. Hopefully those stats will start coming down. I would love to see that. Thank you for joining us on today's podcast episode on Let's Talk 50 Plus. We hope the discussion on coercive relationships has been informative and eye-opening too. And if you know someone or you yourself is in a coercive relationship, it's crucial to seek help. No one should endure such abuse and there are resources available to support you and empower you as well. Remember, seeking help is never a sign of weakness, but a brave step towards reclaiming your well-being. Reach out to trusted friends, your family, or a helpline in your community or country. There are professionals trained in assisting survivors of coercive relationships. They're there to provide guidance and offer solutions as well. Let's work together to create a world free from coercion or abuse. Don't hesitate to seek help. You deserve to live a life filled with respect, with love, and with autonomy. Until the next episode of Let's Talk 50 Plus, my name is Phil Hoyles. Don't forget, you can catch me on the socials, on Twitter, on Instagram, on Facebook, on threads, at Phil underscore Hoyles. And until the next time, keep living your best life.